0: Welcome to the Hello. latest edition uh, Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. That's Catherine Urbino. We are the editors at Above the Law, and we're here to give you your weekly digest of some of the big stories in law from the week that was, you know, uh, it's our calling. It's this what we is, love to do. This is what do. we do. Yeah.
1: This is what we live for. Mm-hmm. Well, before we, says, get,
0: before we get started, mm-hmm. uh, as always, as we always, will begin with a little bit incredibly of-
1: irritating. <laughs>
0: Small talk. Here
1: we are. How was your weekend, Joe Patrice? Good,
0: good, good. How about you?
1: You know, listen. It's fall, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm in sweater weather. It's uh it's a it's great for me. Pumpkin spice coffee is on the menu. Wow, you're basic. Correct. Yeah, that is accurate. Uh, but it also means it's college football. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh which i mean you obviously yep. but no, you obviously are a pac-12 oregon duck fan we're, we're You're number three yeah number three it's in exciting. the country but also an incredibly late night game which is a frustration i imagine
0: yeah it's not great that you have to stay up till like 2 a.m to watch the end of your game but you know it time
1: it, zones are a bitch y'all
0: yeah it's it's a problem i you would think that being ranked highly would move your games to a more preferable time you slot. I would play Arizona. Yeah. Well, yeah, a historically bad Arizona team. Right. Who the put third
1: up, third quarter, notwithstanding. Oh, who put up game. a fight.
0: Yeah, you know, good for, for a that. a quarter. Yeah.
1: But one quarter out of four does not a close game. Make. Yeah,
0: I guess that's fair. So they, you know, did that. I got an opportunity to talk last week. This isn't one of the stories we're talking about but because there's not much to say. But I got an opportunity to talk about the heckler's veto a little bit. One of my favorite things that dumb people on Twitter don't <laughs> understand. And in, including a law professor, as it turns out, who seems to have zero clue what the actual term means. I
1: mean, I think that it's because the words are words that people think that they know as opposed to defined as a particular term of art, at least in terms yeah. of the how it's interpreted on on social media. And I think that in terms of why a law professor misinterprets it, it's a deliberate act meant to garner publicity.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's probably true. I mean, right, Jonathan Turley does not really have much going on other, other than trying to get himself on TV these days. So whatever, yeah, but yeah, a, it, uh, it, a bold just,
1: first amendment stand is, is the key to Fox News's heart. I guess. Yeah.
0: It just, it just is really troubling to watch lawyers give, give some credence to these, like, kind of intentional, deliberately obtuse readings of what the law is. Uh, Heckler's veto does not mean that people heckle you and make you not want to talk anymore. Uh, It is very much about the police saying, because we fear people might protest you, we're not going to let you speak in the first instance. Right. Uh, Right. It is a, a kind of a workaround prior restraint thing. That's what it is. It is not... Those hippies were protesting my speech, and I wish they would stop, which is somehow, (laughs) and I'm feeling like snowflakey about it, which is how people talk about it on social media. It is not that. It annoys me.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can see that. But any opportunity to rail against people protesting is, is kind of par for the course, right? Yeah, it's their whole thing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, speaking of other kind of issues, not on our to-do list, but mm. uh, kind of tangential sure, to the First one. why not? Amendment. Let's
0: just keep going. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it's it's relevant. Is uh, yeah. Rudy Giuliani's persona non grata
0: at Fox oh, News? Oh, poor, poor Rudy. His feelings
1: are hurt now.
0: I mean, yeah. So Rudy, you Giuliani's... can ask him about it if
1: you buy a cameo.
0: That's right. <laughs> we could get a cameo and I mean, ask him also, about being. Also, can we just talk from... about how
1: the price of his cameos keeps on going up. Yeah. I mean, that means either he feels he can demand it, or he's not getting enough money at the lower rate, so needs to, for the few that he is getting, he needs to bump up the rate.
0: I assume it means he's actually successfully getting it. Oh, he's got a two-tiered pricing schedule now.
1: Two tiers? What's yeah, the difference? Yeah, so it's
0: 325 for you, like uh-huh. for a person. But if a business would like him to speak to them, it's 2275
1: Why wouldn't you just say that it's for a person called corporation x yeah right right.
0: (laughs) well no i actually there's a reason of course okay he's jacked up the price on that because a company did have him do a personalized one and he went off on it but the company in question was a company that was not real it was somebody pretending to be that company that company was a company that rudy had represented and they had him say a bunch of things that were Backhanded disparaging of his former client, so that was hilarious, and so I think the reason the price has gone up mm-hmm. is to prevent anyone else from having him do that. Yeah,
1: well, not, none of which, by the way, has anything to do with why he's no longer no no longer welcome on on Fox News, right?
0: Right, yeah. I mean, he's no longer welcome there because he won't shut up about things that keep digging defamation holes for them.
1: (laughs) I do like the notion of, like, there being some physical hole of defamation that you actually have to shovel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a great... Well, you should stop shoveling and try to get out of it.
1: More to the point that he isn't fact-shoveling, right? Yeah.
0: I guess, in a way, that ceased to be small talk and more like the... A new segment that I call the Rundown of the Clowns.
1: Okay, I liked that one.
0: You like that one better? Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: cool. because it was about the clowns, and Rundown of the Clowns is actually pretty funny. Ooh, let's let's make Rundown the Clowns. Segment. No,
0: I'm saying, yeah, let Rundown the Clowns. Is a new segment. Yeah. Okay. I like
1: this idea. This is this was not planned, folks. This is all organic. Yeah. Organic content. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah, anyway. That sounds like. It is
0: kind of gross sounding.
1: Organic content. Mm. Maybe right. you should put that on your petunias to get a.
0: Okay. <laughs> I feel like we have now exhausted small talk.
1: Get me a pumpkin spice latte and stop with your goddamn. No. All right, effects. so
0: let's talk about the big stories of the week. Actually, we what? had we had one giant story of the week Mm -hmm. that probably isn't something that any of us thought was going to be a giant story of the week, but it went absolutely gangbusters traffic-wise, and we felt like we should at least talk about it Mm -hmm. given that it, it clearly struck a chord.
1: Yeah, it was something one of our columnists wrote, right? Yeah.
0: So, uh, I was Steve, trying to just
1: cue you up there for some natural I was, badger. I
0: needed no cue. I was actually just. I do just forget sometimes that you just yeah.
1: like the sound of your voice.
0: Oh, okay, that's. I mean, I
1: don't forget it. I just hope that it'll change. Mm. Not really working out for me.
0: So, columnist Stephen Chung wrote a story. Who does tax law wrote a story about tax uh, law. About tax law, but it was an interesting take. The Biden administration's announced that they are looking for ways in which they can prevent wealthy tax cheats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, the government knows how much money you make, generally speaking, because things get reported to it too. So the act of filling out a tax return is, in some ways, it's this weird form of – liars poker, uh, where they they know what you made and you're telling them what you made. And uh, hopefully you didn't lie to them. Yeah. Yeah, That said, there are a few holes in this. Uh, There are some forms of income that you can have that go under the radar Mm -hmm. that aren't reported like W-2s and so on and so forth. That is a way in which a lot of rich people are able to make money that doesn't necessarily show up because they're getting it through these other sources. And to that end, the Biden administration is proposing that banks have to report the totals of your accounts, basically, mm-hmm. to the IRS, such that the IRS can then look and flag suspicious activity where somebody says, "I made no money this year and got a you know five million check, yeah. dollar check in yeah, their yeah. account." You know, on the one hand, this makes a lot of sense. the The argument that the author makes is he talks about that there are some advantages on that front, but a other than the largest financial institutions, a lot of smaller banks are unable to just keep up with this sort of a demand, and it would be bad pressure on them mm-hmm. uh, in a world where banks are largely too consolidated anyway. The idea that, of putting Anything more that pressures on small banks would be bad. Would be bad yeah. uh, and the other argument was that the administration saying they want to cap it at six hundred bucks, so that you know it'll be everybody. Everybody who's got money in their bank accounts over six hundred dollars, it's like, well, that's you know, that's most people. That that is Wait, not
1: cap it as in
0: They uh, won't worry if you have less than six hundred dollars sure. in your account.
1: It should be like a lot a multiple of that.
0: Right. The idea of you trying to get wealthy people, it seems as though this right. would miss that. Right. So yeah. So the the downside is it seems as though this is a shotgun to kill a cockroach situation of <sighs> We're going to ask for well, everyone the, in the world's if, bank accounts. But like,
1: but what if it was like the cockroach is actually worth like a lot of money? And I I understand that, but I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't increase that threshold. Yeah, like significantly. Oh yeah,
0: no, like what? Why the threshold is yeah. not? Yeah, yeah, you, sixty thousand. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're carrying a balance of hundred, frankly, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah no, I, it yeah. it seems really ridiculous to keep it that low. Mm-hmm. But I think this is part of the idea that has unfortunately dominated the government's approach to a lot of things of late, mostly in the national security space, where they say, let's just get everything and then we can run it through our computers and find what we want, as opposed to let's tailor our search to what we actually need. That's, you know, the advantage of advancing technology, but it's also a scary privacy aspect that they now think they should just have everything because they can pipe it through.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I as much as sure there are ob- obviously there are technological advances that makes it not a horrifyingly large project to undertake. But there are also, even though it's true that there are is that technology, there's still a data storage and maintenance and also privacy to the extent that it's vulnerable to hacking. You know yeah. that kind of stuff, uh, and and also like just. Why not make it easier and and why most people have a balance over six hundred thousand dollars probably don't have most people do not have a balance over six hundred thousand dollars or something like that and just why make it so that people are upset about it right yeah like it, w- w- why like bring this level of attention onto yourself
0: yeah it it's it's a weird. It's a weird proposal, and I think this is why it struck such a chord with readers, yeah. was that uh, the title, which is the government proposes to obtain everyone's bank transactions to make sure wealthy aren't hiding income. I mean, yeah, uh, to get everyone's bank transactions seems like a bad thing. Now, the administration's also saying they're not going to increase the audit rates for people making over 400000 which is probably about around where that is. But then, again, why do you need all of this gross flow, they have this right. gross throw if, a if has gross a threshold 600. If
1: someone has a $700 bank account, they're not hiding money from, that's not your problem. That's not your problem, friends. Yeah, it doesn't Get seem right. Yeah. If
0: that's where you're hitting it. Well, and uh, another point that Stephen makes in this piece is that, yeah, the government can say we're not going to increase audits on people making under 400,000, but the states aren't bound by that. And all this data being collected means it's in the hands of states who could mm-hmm. then start auditing people who have, 1500 bucks in their account to see if they're trying... You know, also, going
1: back on your, your word that you're not going to audit people at a higher rate is a lot easier if you already have the data, right?
0: Well, right. I, I'm, I think his point is more yeah. well taken. I think you can take the federal government at its word that it doesn't want to do that, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen to you because states can do whatever they want. So troubling development, this request. So just to keep everyone apprised of what's mm-hmm. going on in tax law sure. which we don't talk about much uh anyway while we're talking about banks you know do you, you, know went, to you went to law school. school yeah to be a lawyer to be a lawyer not and not an accountant an account- yeah you gonna just like try and screw up the ad read here or what are you gonna do Okay,
1: so I'll leave it to you to screw things up.
0: Okay, you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of Nota, a no-cost, iOtal to management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit TrustNota.com/legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. While that was going on, uh, Donald Trump sued Mary Trump, his mm, niece.
1: Super functional family.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting lawsuit. Uh, He's suggesting that she owes him $100 million.
1: Well, that's a lot of money.
0: It does seem like a lot of money, doesn't it?
1: It does. Um, does. And what was it? Some breach of contract or what was the... It was some some weird procedural posture, as I recall.
0: Yeah, Hmm. well, it's a breach of contract claim with punitive damages question, Hmm. which doesn't seem like that goes together. And he's also arguing that there's tortious interference on the part of the New York Times trying to interfere with this contract and the liquidated... It's a non-disclosure agreement. You would assume there'd be a liquidated damages provision about like what sure. a breach would mean. But they, they apparently wrote into the original agreement that it would be impossible to quantify and therefore an infinite damage would be done by any disclosure. It does not
1: seem super enforceable.
0: It doesn't. Uh, You know, it's it's interesting. The the court in question, Mm -hmm. uh, hearing this, had a case where they ruled on whether or not that provision was enforceable. And that case was this agreement a few years ago. (laughs) uh, When in the past, when tax documents were being leaked and and they were trying to stop Mary Trump's book from coming out, they had Trump's brother Mm-hmm. bring the lawsuit as basically a sock puppet for him and part of the reason for that was to avoid the fact that kind of part and parcel of this lawsuit is the implication that these leaked documents are accurate which given that it's, the, it's the, really
1: about the implication
0: given that the leaked documents seem to tie him to tax fraud
1: <laughs> you would not think making a to say lawsuit that those are true. claim
0: that these are true is probably a poor strategic decision right right, right. Uh, and so using his brother in the past allowed him not to be making that claim mm-hmm. uh, now his brother is gone and he is bringing the suit himself i don't understand what lawyer talked to him about and advised him that this was a smart decision, but here I we are. I hope one
1: who got their uh, payment ahead of time. He's not uh, known for paying lawyers. Yeah, well, well,
0: she's the general counsel of a parking garage, so <laughs> we'll see. There you go. But yeah, I I, I think, uh, I mean, my take on it is that a lot of this was just to change the narrative. Given sure, that the I mean, yeah. John Eastman memo continues to be, uh, be out there.
1: I mean, that was eye-popping.
0: Coups for dummies yeah um, I you
1: i think you actually
0: i did a, a photoshop little, little photoshop at, yeah. moment
1: there Coups yeah. for dummies i thought that was pretty cute yeah thanks
0: uh but yeah no so but
1: not not every conservative agreed with that memo
0: that's true actually we wrote about that too wow good job you're like
1: connection. yeah it's connections. all coming together like i'm in the matrix right yeah, now no, um, it's like the matrix for lawyers
0: wow well, I and, really, and can't I'm really excited about that, that. New movie. Yeah, you can't even be blamed for making a 20-year-old movie reference because it's coming back.
1: Everything old is new again.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah no, but uh, Judge Luddig, who is no longer on the federal bench, but uh, he revealed that he actually advised Pence on the substance of that like, no, memo, which was written by his clerk, mind Former, you. Former, obviously. Former yeah. clerk, yeah. He said, no, of course no. that's not right. no. Every bit of this is wrong. Please
1: don't coo. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that happened. Every bit of this is wrong.
0: I feel as though this lawsuit was largely brought to change the narrative on that. I don't think anybody thinks that this has any chance of success, but, you know. One of the
1: interesting things I I just want to kind of bring back to the Judge Ludwig uh, thing is that, as I recall, um, he made these revelations over Twitter, like late night, one night, right? Yeah, like like, a midnight. Just just FYI, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah hey, I, and I think it is interesting <clears throat> for all of the problems that Twitter and social media really bring the fact that people who are at least quasi are public mm-hmm. figures right and had these kind of tremendously important roles in how uh you know January 6th and or, you know, transition of power actually happened uh, this year are able to do kind of on their own terms and say exactly what they mean to say they don't have to like call ABC News or something like that. Right. It is very much. And that's supposed to be like the theoretical benefit of all these kind of Of social media, uh, social media. But it was (laughs) these midnight tweets were. Yeah, exactly what you want from Twitter. I I'm do saying.
0: not know where he lives these days. Obviously, he was a Fourth Circuit judge, but he left that job to be the general counsel of Boeing. So it's possible he's in Seattle. Sure, uh, be, at which okay. point midnight is not nearly as crazy. Sure, sure, but, sure. But
1: still, evening. This yeah. is like night, like you know, on his schedule. More to the point, he did it on his schedule, not you know. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not when yeah. networks said it would be best.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, it was it's been an interesting week. Uh, yeah, that memo was. Um, yeah, I guess we probably should have broken that down a little bit more, but frankly, we were uh, more in shock about everything that was happening <laughs> and didn't.
1: Please don't coo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, don't worry. The Federalist Society still keeps him around as a.
1: Of course, as they a primary
0: do. a figure, anyway.
1: They're a debating society, haven't you Oh yeah, they're a
0: nonpartisan. Yeah, they 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 say that all the time. They do. They and certainly.
1: I still don't believe them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hey, uh, let's hear from the folks at Lexicon. All right, you had a story,
1: yeah, I had a bunch of stories, I mean, I wrote right a lot of Well,
0: eggs. right, but we you had one that we previously discussed <laughs> that you would talk about on this show, <laughs> which you're like try, trying to throw well, the gum uh, okay. in the works of. yeah, no,
1: I um tend to handle a lot of these like lawyer behaving badly kind of stories or allegations as this person, this particular case um, is lawyers uh,
0: behaving badly Objection! That's my objection. I need a better objection, you're saying.
1: It just kind of sounded loud. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it should be. Didn't you have a gavel bang at one point? I
0: do. But I don't. I feel like lawyers behaving badly needs like an objection sound.
1: Well, you can work on that. Yeah. Why don't you put that on your on your to do list? Yeah. Great. Anyway, there are some sexual harassment allegations at a uh, small regional law firm, uh, Scarcini Hollenbeck, brought by a former legal assistant uh, against the firm and two of the the two named partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um. It, it you know it's it's terrible allegations sexual harassment says that there was a what i term is the lawyer's mushroom um cuz i used to watch jersey shore uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh, in the in the complaint there are allegations that there is a room that is used for partner meetings and for attorneys to have sex with um people that work for them oh I mean, that is what a smush room is. Like, what did you think when you when you yeah. saw me say that there was a lawyer smush room? Like, what did you think <laughs> the allegations were going to be? But apparently, uh, I mean, well, not apparently, but according to the complaint, the activities that happen in the room can be heard and monitored by folks that are that are that work there. Um, Yikes. Which you know, listen, listen, we'll we'll see. And uh, the other thing was that one of the name partners uh, said of the of the plaintiff uh, said to the plaintiff's boss, um, are you banging her yet? Which, mm. you know, again, not a kind of thing you want to see. Uh, the firm has provided a comment saying that this was brought um, as a result of the, the plaintiff had been let go for COVID-19 reasons. And, that they, there's no truth to any of the allegations um, and that they had not been reported and had the plaintiff raised the issues, the firm would have taken immediate actions to investigate them. Okay. So it's it's, uh, it's just the complaint level at this point. but right. But the allegations are, in fact, um, eye-popping.
0: Yeah, not great.
1: Yeah, I kind of have a cottage industry writing about these kind of terrible sexual harassment lawsuits. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I think it's interesting because he, there's this kind of public perception that, oh, well, the lawyers, they they know the law. They, they're they probably not violating it. And regardless of this particular case, the, a lot of the whole industry, had, there have been plenty of cases against law firms generally that have will disabuse you of the notion that somehow lawyers will not do things that are wildly inappropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a thing.
1: That is a thing. Yeah. Lawyer smushroom. That was my favorite part of it. But I don't know. Everyone has her, has their own favorites.
0: Okay. Anyway, so thanks for listening, everybody. You should subscribe to the show, obviously, so they get them when they come in. You should be giving reviews, stars, writing something. You should be reading above the law. Check out the other shows. Catherine's on the Jabot. I'm on the Legal Tech Week Journalist Roundtable, though not this week because I'm going to be out. But normally... Where are you going to go? I'm going to Florida. The point is, uh, you should be listening to the other shows uh, on the Legal Talk Network. You should be following us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine One, the numeral one. And thanks to NOTA powered by MT Bank and Lexicon. And I think that's everything, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
1: Bye.